Hello and going live on Facebook. So today I'm going to do the uh, my podcast episode again on Facebook Live. Easy, great way for me to uh, get connected uh, to do this, and uh, it's a great. Way, it's actually a great way for me. It kind of keeps me accountable to kind of get this thing done. Do it on a Facebook Live. Get it. Pro- uh, processed back out and it keeps me from delaying it to the last moment. So today we're going to be talking through episode 155. This is my 155th episode of the company of one. So I recorded it for a while. I stopped for a while. I've been recording it again, probably the last uh, couple of months. And uh, so we're going to stick with this because I keep getting people asking me for the kind of things that we're doing here at the company of one people asking me for um, to, to answer questions um, and then to talk through issues related to starting companies, growing your influence, growing, basically growing your income. And, you know, the things that people want on their jobs, they want freedom. They want freedom. As a matter of fact, in the book Drive, Daniel Pink talks about the three things that we want. Freedom, uh, he calls it autonomy, is the number one thing that people want. Once you hit a certain salary range, uh, other things don't matter so much to you. So today we're going to talk about the five things or five ways to grow your income without leaving your day job. So so this is episode number 155 of the Company of One, and let's just jump in and get started. So first and foremost, here's the thing that I find most of us do. I've been guilty of it. Have, have you been guilty of this where you're waiting for somebody else to tell you it's time to get a pay raise? I hear this all the time, like as soon as I get promoted to the new position, as soon as the pay raises through maybe I'll get an I will get an annual bonus and we're waiting so often on decision as to when we get more money in our pocket and that's okay we want to be rewarded in those, those ways we want those kind of things to happen oh the one I love so much is we're waiting what an insane way to save money but you know this is the American way if we do that in every other country, maybe other countries don't give tax refunds. Uh, they just take it and keep it. But we need to quit waiting. I want you to quit waiting. I don't like to wait. And that, and the reason is, is that puts you out of control. That makes you the servant to the person that you're waiting on. Now, it's okay to be serving other people, but not to be the servant where you are expecting them to take care of you. So we're not waiting on a raise. We're not waiting on a promotion. We're not waiting on uh, the uh, the IRS to send us our money back if they so decide to. We're not going to wait on any of those kind of things. How can you increase your income while keeping your day job? This isn't about going off and quitting your job. This is about how can you do this and keep a day job. So five ways to do that. Number one thing, we've talked about this a couple of times, we see this all the time, is the side hustle. Uh, we're hearing about it called the gig economy, side hustle, whatever you want to call it. As a matter of fact, that will fall under several things that we're doing uh, that we'll be talking about today. There's no 
easier, faster way to start increasing your income than just jumping on doing a side hustle. Side hustle is anything that you can do to bring in extra money, such as teaching others. A lot of what we do at the company of one, a lot of what we do with our company, our homeschooling company, uh, is about teaching other people. Not quite as much as the homeschooling company, but a lot of what we're doing with the company of one, not fact, what I'm doing at the university is I'm teaching other people how to do things uh, that I don't know if I'm good at, right? You Because a lot of times we don't think we're good at things. You probably don't think you're good at things. You probably just think things maybe come naturally and you're, you are okay at them. But here's the clue. When people keep asking you for help, I get phone calls constantly about, or, you know, and it's, hey, can we go have coffee? Can we go have lunch? Can I bend your ear? Can I ask you questions? And uh, they're about, how do you, can you help me start a business? Can you help me grow my business? What do I need to do to start a business? How much money do I, and I get these questions all of the time. So there's one clue that you've got, that you've got something that's teachable when people consistently ask for your advice in a specific area. Uh, so that's one area that happens for me. Uh, nobody asked me help about doing plumbing. There's probably a reason for that. Uh, so and so what you're looking for is where do people ask for your advice? Uh, where What are some things that you just enjoy doing? And there's probably a connection. So that's the easiest way to do is just to teach others. We see people doing this on uh, things like uh, Udemy. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, but you can just say, hey, I'll teach you classes. I'm seeing a lot of people teach classes over Facebook Live, over uh, Zoom, over tech technologies where I can just be here live one-on-one -on -one with you. You're paying me something. I'm teaching you language skills. I'm teaching you how to, um, to do projects. I'm teaching you how to fix things, whatever it is, whether it's group or whether it's a, a um, Facebook, whether it, we see this all the time. And we'll talk about a couple of these others. The, the other though thing that's related there is providing a service that's in something that you love to do. Because they're both the same thing. Starting a side hustle, doing something you love. Providing a service, pressure washing. So I gave an example of one of the guys that's part of our graduate program that just kind of enjoyed pressure washing. It was that relaxing thing for him. And he got out and started pressure washing, doing the neighbor's and, and he's now got a, a flourishing business. He made 20 something, 22, 25,000. I forget the number pressure washing primarily uh, on the weekends because he has a day job, right? So he made a significant amount of income and now he's growing that uh, just focusing on pressure washing. We see other people doing lawn care, dog sitting. Uh, we see uh, organizing kitchen. The other, just yesterday, I was uh, sitting and talking to somebody. They started making cakes because the lady, her husband, makes cakes, and he kind of enjoys it. It's fun for him. And so she started selling the cakes, and he was like, well, after five cakes, no, I don't want to do this anymore. And then she brought home the money. I forget how much she said she charged, but it, it wasn't cheap. And he decided we're, making cakes was not such a bad thing after all. So now they're in the cake-making business. Uh, and you see this all the time. And this is the, this is the classic. If we overcomplicate everything, uh, and it's shocking how many people overcomplicate the idea of making money. 
just providing a service, providing something for other people, and they will pay you for it. It's not that complicated. People come to me and they're asking me about business license. They're asking me about investment capital. How do I raise venture capital? All these crazy questions. And a lot of times they don't need any of that. They just need to start serving other people. The great way to start that side hustle, though, is just doing things that you love to do. Another fun thing, though, that I'm finding more and more people are doing, this is something I'm not that good at, is uh, just sell stuff. And I mean Craigslist, Facebook, Marketplace, Etsy. So there's a friend of mine, he says he just goes around the house with his iPhone, he sees something that's you know they don't use anymore, he snaps a picture, post it on Facebook real quick, or on Facebook Marketplace, or he used to do Craigslist, boom, it is for sale. And uh, just selling all kinds of stuff. There's a gal that I work with uh, at the university, and she needed to generate an extra money, was moving out of the house. Generated a significant amount of money in a short period of time uh, just by using Facebook marketing, Facebook marketplace, I guess that's called. See, this shows you how much I know about it. The uh, Craigslist is another great thing, but we see this also on uh, eBay. Uh, just selling stuff that you have. Just think about all the junk you have laying around, right? And, and uh, we see, we, we bombard ourselves every Christmas and birthday and holidays with new stuff and new junk. And so you've got all this junk coming in. Just start selling some of it. Now, I warn you that selling stuff on the side can become habitual. I have multiple friends that uh, I've helped start selling things and they started uh, selling things on the side and it became a full-time gig for them that they began to sell products and services on the side. So one guy, he was out of a job. He needed a little bit of extra money uh, and uh, he started selling stuff on eBay and then on Amazon. And then he got so into it that he started, um, I mean, he was flying to China to buy the goods. And this is what he does for a living. The last time I ran into him, he's like, I'll never go back to the corporate world. This is it. I'm having a blast selling stuff. So, but you don't have to be that confident. Want some extra income, find that junk that you don't need. You know, that set of golf clubs that you don't remember the last time you've used them. Maybe it's the set of weights that clearly you haven't used any weights or exercise equipment in forever. And you, uh, it's you know, it's being used as to hold clothes on or to store other stuff. Dump it, get rid of it. You're not going to use it anyway, because this is how we do when we do workouts, when we uh, start new programs. We don't use the old equipment. We buy something new, right? Because there's got to be a new, fancier Peloton or some other kind of equipment. So number three, though, increase your income in the job. So these first two are about side hustles. Yeah, you know, generate through a side hustle or side business, start selling stuff. Number three, though, it's probably the easiest thing to do. And a lot of people will argue with me that, but it's um, increasing your income on the job. It's the easiest, not necessarily the fastest, but it is something that you can do. Finding out what really matters. As a matter of fact, I spend a lot of time with people helping them increase their income on the job by um, and without leaving their job, without getting promoted, without, uh, I mean, some do that, but a lot of them can increase their income while they sit at the same desk and learning how to add value. That's what the company of one thing is all about, right? How do you take charge of your company of one? So you finding out what really matters, adding more value, 
taking on a role that someone left behind. We see in companies all the time that we've we've uh, lost people. Maybe they've moved on. We fired someone. We've got open positions, and they stay open for the longest time. And especially right now, when it's really difficult to hire people. I mean, there you just can't you can't attract people because they're already working. And it's, it's, it's challenging to find good people right now because, hey, this is a great problem to have, except if you're the employer. So you got all these open positions, these un, uh, unmet needs inside of companies, and you're sitting there. Take on the role. Go and just have a conversation with the boss and say, hey, we got this open position. I would like to take on the role if I can get promoted, if we can restructure it and me make more money. This happens all the time. You may not think that happens all the time. That happens all of the time. That We, we do this at the university constantly, restructuring positions uh, based upon the needs that we have. And sometimes it's because of an open position. Right? So we, you have an open position and you go talk to the boss. Now, the boss, by the way, might not just uh, pony up to the table and say, we're going to promote you. You might have to prove yourself first. That's okay. That's why I said it's not a fast ticket. But I've seen a lot of people create their positions in the companies by taking on roles that there's this void. And sometimes it's not an open position. Maybe there's something that needs to be done inside the company that everybody kind of knows about, but nobody's stepping up to own it. Boy, do I see this all the time that, uh, you know, I've sat around meetings when all we do is we talk about the things that need to be done and nobody will step up and say, I own it. I take charge. Let me have it. Let me run with it. Um, that's the kind of thing that can work. So finding ways to bring more revenue in at work, finding more ways to cut cost at work. These are all great ways to help you become more valuable in the book. Uh, remember. I will teach you to be rich. Great title for a book. Uh, so I, I'll put a link to it in the show notes, which is at delcallahan.com slash 155. Probably should have said that. Delcallahan.com slash 155. So he talks about uh, how to do this, how to get a pay raise at work, and just the conversations that you, would, you, you should be having. But it's essentially what we're talking about, just taking charge, uh, adding more value, understanding, and being able to communicate that you add more value to the boss. I mean, people pay for what they value. And if you provide more, they are willing to pay more. It's not that complicated. So this is the company of one method. I'll also put a link back into episode 130 that says how to increase your income without working any harder or any longer. It's a very popular episode because everybody loves that. I want to increase my uh, income without you know, delivering pizzas at night with, you know, without working harder or longer. So uh, we'll put a link to both. I will teach you to be rich in that episode number 130 there in the show notes. So number four, start freelancing. Um, this one sometimes gets people a little worried because they're thinking, well, my boss will fire me if I freelance. That's probably not true, except in some rare occasions. Obviously, you need to make sure you're above board. But you have skills. Let's say I'm a software developer. That's what I do at work. Or I used to be a software developer, and maybe I'm now a head of a software development team. But I kind of wish I had my fingers back in the coding. Again, I see this one all the time. Um, 
I've even been guilty of this one. Uh, programmers, software people, I've seen them earning twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, up to hundred thousand dollars on the side, kind of doing things on the weekend. Uh, grant writing. There's a friend of mine. He paid off all of his college loans by writing because he was good at grants. That's what he does for the university. And so he would write grants and help other people develop grants uh, on the side and help write those things up and get paid for it. These were both done or, or these kind of examples are done on sites like Upwork. Uh, there's lots of different sites where you can do freelancing. Uh, grant writing. I've uh, My daughter was writing emails. She She can write. So she would had people that would contact her or she contacted them, at least initially on Upwork, to write emails. And I remember she told me, I made $900 for writing 12 emails, the easiest money I've ever made. Well, it was to her the easiest money she's ever made, but the person who paid the 900 was a valuable thing they needed because they needed those kind of things done. So if you can just write emails, especially these marketing emails, uh, that's awesome. And a lot of times buy a product from somebody and maybe not be an Amazon, but it's a smaller company and you get these emails from the company, right? And saying, okay, well, you've done this. We're shipping the product to you, or we got this. And since you sent the support thing, um, you sent a support question, but check first our support pages. Somebody has to set all that up, right? All these automated emails that come out, somebody's setting that up. And a lot more times than you think that's somebody that's just on contract that they get and they outsource that work to somebody else to do that. Setting up WordPress sites. Uh, so the company of one site, DellCallahan.com, is a WordPress site. Uh, we pay people to, to set up, to manage, to monitor, to do those kind of things for those sites. If, you, if, you're, if these are things that you're good at, if you don't know anything about them, that's different. Online marketing is a huge one. Uh, so as a matter of fact, I'll put a link to Neil Patel. Some of you familiar with online marketing might know Neil Patel. Uh, he has a link to the five best digital marketing side hustles, 20 to $195 per hour. It just came out. I think the last couple of days, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. You can search it on, on YouTube, but I'll, I'll give you the link. Uh, the five best digital marketing side hustles, 20 to 195. There are different skill levels, obviously. But if you know anything about digital marketing, Facebook ads, Google ads, uh, just writing emails, then a lot of companies don't know anything. I mean, they don't know anything. They can talk a good game, but they don't know how to do it. And even the companies that do know sometimes have the manpower to do it. So freelancing is a great way to get yourself into these, these deals. A lot of these freelancing things become full-time gigs over time. At the university, we have freelancers that do work for us. Uh, it's quite common. That's how we, we've got an arrangement or we're working on an arrangement with Upwork um, just to do this, where we can hire people uh, quickly to solve any needs from the trivial to the really, really complex engineering task. So number five is take a second job. Deliver pizzas, right? Work in a seasonal seasonal shop that you enjoy as we get around Christmas time, as we get around Thanksgiving and the all the different holidays, and you got these seasonal things. Some things happen in summer, some things happen in winter, some things happen in holidays, and they need to staff up. They don't need full-time staff. Uh, they need staffing up seasonally. 
Uh, those are great ways to generate extra income. Help a company that you like to buy from. This is the one I really like. Let's say you go to a bike shop, you're a mountain biker, and you're always in the bike shop because you just buy this guy's stuff all the time. How awesome would it be when he or she needs some help that you are the person they contact, right? And they and you go in there and you help them do their job. Because these people you buy from and you've established relationships with and you have expertise in their subject because you know their products and services so well, they would be the great types of people to go make a deal with and say, let me help you out. Either on contract, maybe it's a freelance, maybe you just go to work for them some. Uh, help a friend grow their company is also, I see that one a lot. You see that uh, a lot of these online people that have uh, companies, they start out and they start out shipping stuff and it's, you know, one or two things and it becomes 10, it becomes a little overwhelming for just one person. And so some friend of theirs come, they, they come along and they say, well, I'll take care of the shipping for you and you keep working on creating content or making the products and services, whatever. And then you join their basis. Again, that's a thing that's fun. You can be working with somebody you enjoy working with. You can provide them a service and they can grow into full-time gigs. So the main point here is don't, let someone else hold your income and your ability to raise your income at hostage. You have the control to increase your income. It's not anybody else. It's not your employer's fault that you don't make more. It's not the economy's fault. My goodness, the economy's booming. It's not their, the economy's fault that you're not making more money. You just have to figure out ways to do it. Don't wait on the job. Don't wait on your boss. Don't wait on pay raises. Certainly don't wait on the IRS to give you their big giant tax refund that you might or might not get. It's a terrible way to save money. So, so again, let me just recap. Starting a side hustle, doing something you love. Number two, selling stuff. That junk, get it out of there. Number three is increase your income on your day job. The easiest, the most effective way to do this. Number four was starting to freelance. We're doing some freelancing kind of work and related to that would be number five, taking on a second job. So hopefully these ideas give you something to think about. But again, the main thing to remember is for you to take charge of your income and don't let somebody else tell you when you should be making more money. You just go do it. Have a great week. Talk to you next time.